Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Another edition of MTAS Radio, where our purpose is to encourage members of the black community to think about our role and responsibility to ourselves and family and the community at large. We believe that choices that people make are a direct result of information that we take in or lack thereof. That's why we want to continue to empower you with information and conversation that will make you think and ultimately lead to the necessary actions that are so desperately needed throughout our community. I want to thank you for joining us each and every Sunday at 5.30, same time, um, right here on MTAS Radio. Also, I want to remind you to visit visit us online, www.m-tas.org. Again, that's www.m-tas.org. I also want to thank all the listening audience who joined us last week for our quarterly book discussion of Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill. Um, that was our second time to discuss this particular um, book, and uh, we're actually coming down home stretch here. We we have officially completed chapters one through seven. Um, last week we had that had the discussion. Uh, we dealt with chapter four through seven. Um, the last chapter was chapter seven that dealt with the seas of fear. And for the remaining of um, the remaining of the month of August. We will um, deal with chapters 8 through 12. So we have a lot to cover. Chapters 8 through 12 of Outwitting the Devil, Napoleon Hill, The Secrets to Freedom, and Success. Um, just to whet your appetite a bit here, um, chapter 8 deals with definiteness of purpose. Chapter 9, Education and Religion. Chapter 10, Self-Discipline. Chapter 11, Learning from Adversity. And last but not least, Chapter 12, Environment, Time, Harmony, and Caution. So again, we're going to deal with Chapters 8 through Chapter 12. And before we get into today's conversation, I want to um, actually go back to some of the um, discussion that we had last week and um, last week's book discussion. Um, I definitely want to encourage you to go back and listen to that discussion. If you haven't had the opportunity to do so, you can um, do so by going to Facebook and either liking our page, uh, Mighty Adina Sword, or again, you can visit us online, www.m-tas.org. Um, go to 
to the radio show tab and stroll all the way down on the page, you'll see the RSS feed and you'll be able to um, listen to the conversation that way as well as you'll be able to listen to some of the past conversations that we've had pertaining to education here in Chicago, violence throughout the community, and um, some of the other um, thoughtful discussions that we've had. Um, I want to just whet your appetite again here as we continue to encourage you to run out there, grab a copy of the book. You still have time to join us along as we read about winning the devil. Um, again, we're going to be dealing with Chapter 9 through Chapter 12, I believe it's chapter 12, yep, chapter 9 um, through chapter 12 as we com- complete this particular book, and we'll announce as time progresses what our next book discussion will be. Um, so I want to point out to you something that Napoleon Hill deals with on page number 150. He asked the question, is definiteness of purpose, that's the title of the chapter as well, is definiteness of purpose something with which one must be born, or maybe it can be acquired. And here's the devil's answer to this particular question. He says, everyone, as I have told you before, is born with the privilege of being definite. But 98 out of every 100 people lose this privilege by sleeping on it. The privilege of definiteness can be maintained only by adopting it as a policy by which one is guided in all of the affairs of his or her life. I'll try it again. The answer that he gave was, everyone, as I have told you before, is born with the privilege of being definite. But 98 out of every 100 people lose this privilege by sleeping on it. The privilege of definiteness can be maintained only by adopting it as a policy by which one is guided in all of the affairs of life. Napoleon responded, Oh, I see. One takes advantage of the principle of definiteness just as one may build a strong physical body through constant systematic use. Is that it? The reply was, you have stated the truth clearly and accurately. Follow-up question. Now I think I I am getting somewhere, Your Majesty. We have at last, we have at long last found a starting point from which all who become self-determining in life must take off. We have discovered from your astounding confession that your greatest asset in man's and uh, your greatest asset is man's lack of caution, which enables you to lead him into a jungle of in- indefiniteness through simple bribes. We have learned beyond question of doubt that anyone who adopts definiteness of purpose as a policy and uses it in all of his daily experiences cannot be induced to the form to form the habit of drifting without the aid of drifting habit. Without the aid of a drifting habit, you are powerless to attract people through the promise of indefiniteness. So I just want you guys to think about that in terms of what um, this whole discussion is about and Napoleon's um, his indication about the importance of having a purpose in life and being definite in that purpose. That kind of lead me to, uh, again, some of the discussion from last week. And we kind of dealt with, uh, I asked the question of um, uh, my guest, how important was the habit, our habits in the lives of individuals and what 
did we learn from the devil's use of the principle of habit? And um, here we, we see that he talks about that we can defeat any uh, um, any short-term thinking or any lack of planning or having a purpose through the um, through individual habits or having great habits, and that will ultimately prevent us from drifting and moving into areas of being indefinite. Being indefinite, so I definitely want to remind you of that, remind you of that principle, and encourage you to continue to join us as we continue to read out within the devil, Napoleon Hill. I want to get off into today's conversation. I don't want to belabor the point. I want to deal with the whole idea of why contingency thinking and planning should be considered by all families. I'll try that again. Why contingency thinking and planning should be considered by all families. When we kind of consider what we just discussed in the book, Outwitting the Devil, um, Napoleon Hill talking about um, being indefinite, being definite, not indefinite, I'm sorry, being definite in our pursuit and purposes, we'll begin to understand why contingency thinking and planning should be considered by each and every last one of us. So I want to get into that um, this particular conversation and discussion with you for the duration of this particular conversation. I also want to remind you that you can join the conversation um, or listen to us online. Again, that's www.m-tas.org. You can also log on to Facebook and um, get the call-in number as well. Um, so let's get off into this entire conversation here. The key to most successes in life, in large part, is due to our ability to think in terms of our individual and long-term goals and objectives. For many of us, this idea of having a target or knowing where we are going and developing a plan of action to get there is nothing new. But when we really examine this concept of of predetermining what we want for ourselves and what we are willing to sacrifice in exchange for our desires, many of us will admit, if not publicly, certainly in private, that this is where it becomes tricky, trickier and increasingly complicated. Knowing what to do and doing what we know are two very different things. That's why it never hurts for us to have a refresher course in any particular subject matter or review key concepts and ideas that are important to achieving our goals and objectives. Again, knowing what to do and doing what we know are two very distinct things. This kind of activity is certainly worth all all of our efforts when we account for the responsibility that is inherent and comes with parenting, adulthood, and being a productive participant in any society. Allow me to ask this question. What will your legacy be passed who will your legacy be passed on to? And what will that legacy be? What will friends say about you and your legacy? What will your family say? If you had a choice what changes will you make or plans would you put in place to give you a degree of certainty that your life and legacy will be one that you can be proud of? In business as well as in life, there are no guarantees. Even the best structured plans we have must account for, for the unexpected and for risk. Just because one starts a business and have a sound business plan does not ensure that person or individual business owner of success. There are many factors and risks that can lead to business slowdown and business failures, and we have to account for that. 
This is why a comprehensive business plan, although it does not guarantee success, will account for things not going according to plan and include contingency thinking. That's why contingency thinking and planning becomes very crucially important for each and every last one of us to consider. What is contingency thinking, and why did I think it was important for me to share this information with you? Well, in short, contingency thinking and planning is about preparing for the unexpected and expected. Here's my point. Our plan A can sometimes quickly turn into a plan B, C, and possibly Z. A few things come to mind when I consider what we should plan for and protect ourselves against. Occurrences such as fires, floods, tornadoes, car accidents, all of these can lead to the damage and destruction of property, businesses, and the eventual loss of life. If any of you have ever experienced losing property in a fire, flood, or losing a friend or loved one, you can understand why every family should have a contingency plan. A contingency plan does not remove the feeling of loss and devastation, but it does minimize the loss and impact that the event will have upon each and every last one of our lives. According to MindTool, when businesses consider what is important to their success and survival, contingency thinking and planning is key, according to MindTool. Businesses contingency planning does three things. It addresses, identifies, and prioritizes. I'll try that again. Business contingency planning does three things. It addresses, identifies, and prioritizes. Allow me to explain the first principle. Contingency planning must first address all operations that are critical to the business achieving its objectives and goals. I want you to think about your family when you consider how businesses account for um, their goals and objectives and, and, and planning. Contingency planning must first address all operations that are critical to business achieve the, that particular business achieving its objectives and goals. No matter where contingency planning starts, a good plan identifies critical business functions and it outlines a way to minimize those respective losses or potential losses. Secondly, the plan must identify all risks a business may face. What has the potential to significantly disrupt or harm a project or business operation. The end result of this exercise usually leads to a huge list of potential threats. Again, we're trying to pre 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 prevent the unexpected from occurring or at least minimize the losses because we can't prevent it from occurring, but we can at least minimize the loss through contingency thinking and contingency planning. If one tries to produce a contingency plan for each threat, this can become overwhelming. This is why we must prioritize. One of the greatest challenges to contingency planning is making sure we don't plan too much. 
don't know how how many of you have all um, got caught up into that um, scenario, just planning too much, thinking too much, things of that nature, um, the paralysis of analysis, some people would call it. There must be a careful balance between over-preparation for something that may never happen and adequate protection so that we can respond quickly and effectively to a crisis situation if one may occur. When we examine these three key components to business contingency planning, what we find are principles and secrets that individuals and families can apply to their respective lives as well. So these key principles that businesses use in their contingency planning approach, again, address, identify, and prioritize, we can take those same principles and apply it to our respective lives and our families. What are your financial objectives and goals? Are you planning for home ownership, paying off a mortgage, starting a business, paying for college, or preparing your family financially? How often have you heard of someone losing a home, business, and future because our lives consisted of goals and objectives, but we fail to identify the obvious risks each of us face daily. There are no promises of tomorrow, and you and I both know that life offers us very few guarantees. However, if it gives each, however, it gives each of us a tremendous opportunity to decide and choose our respective path and influence our future. The thing I love most about contingency thinking and planning is this. It allows us to reason and consider the future. I'll try that one more time. Here's what I love about contingency thinking and planning. And I want, um, and this is something that each and every last one of us should adopt into our respective families. It allows us to think and plan and consider the future. Through this process, we make the determination through the use of imagination what we should work diligently to prevent. And very simply put, what can we live with? I recently read an article titled, Black Spending Power to Hit $1 Trillion by 2015, But Black Wealth is Dropping. This is the article I found online. Here's what the article states. It says that Black Enterprise analyzed a 2012 Nielsen study that concluded that African-American buying power will reach $1 trillion by 2015. The writer goes on to say the BE piece tackles the data from the perspective of how marketers and advertisers have taken this group for granted, but maybe shouldn't given all the money it has to spend. Mainstream underestimation of black spending potential is an important observation to point out, as I myself have argued that more businesses ought to be investing in emerging markets, those in predominantly minority communities, in businesses owned by minorities, and those serving minority communities, the writer says. However, barely beneath the surface of what may be should be the optimistic report is an underlying distressing story. 
Should we be proud of just making up 13% of the total population, yet spending at a rate of growth that outpaced the remaining population by 30% is the question that is being asked. Why is it wonderful to acknowledge the report's data which shows that black American demographics is younger, more educated, and have higher incomes than commonly believed? What I can say what can be said about the fact that we aren't retaining the wealth for long term and at a rate sufficient to pass down wealth sufficient and and subsequent and to subsequent generations. Let me try it again. I I, I kind of stumbled there. While it is wonderful to acknowledge the report's data, which shows that Black American demographics is younger more educated and have higher incomes than commonly believe, what can be said about the fact is this. We aren't retaining that wealth for the long term and at a rate sufficient to pass down to to subsequent generations. This is why MTAS endeavors to serve underserved communities by providing informational workshops, weekly conversations, and book discussions that will lead to self-development, community Involvement, financial, and cultural literacy. Visit us online, www.m-tas.org. Again, that's www.m-tas.org. Click on our resource tab for information about the greatest financial instrument you can own that is a direct result of contingency planning and thinking. You see, all of us can reap tremendously by being aware of the benefits that this kind of thinking and planning can offer us. All we have to do is become more aware of this principle and strategy of thinking, and we all can achieve even more. Currently, 33 million American households are living without the protection of a personal contingency plan and life insurance. 11 million of these households have children under the age of 18. 50 million people in this country do not have adequate protection at all. Try that again. 50 million people in this country do not have adequate protection at all. And 11 million children are living in households without any life insurance or a personal contingency plan. Let's think for a moment. Can the process of contingency thinking and planning be of benefit to these families? Here's a better question. If all of us would take serious the responsibility of contingency planning and thinking ahead and protecting our families financially, will this change the course of many of our underserved communities? I want you to think about that for a moment. 11 million children are currently facing potentially troubling future. And 50 million Americans are not adequately protected. This is not the kind of legacy that we want to leave for our children and communities to inherit. This is within our direct control and one of the most important gifts and life lessons we can leave for the people communities, and institutions we have a responsibility to. For more information about contingency thinking and planning, visit me online. Again, 
dot m hyphen t a s dot o r g again that's www.m hyphen t a s dot o r g and click on our resource tab you can also call me at seven seven three eight eight one nine five 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 to schedule an appointment with me i would love to speak with you about contingency thinking and contingency planning i will never forget having an opportunity to speak with a couple who were in their early thirties at the time, they were purchasing their home. They were actually purchasing their home. They were a first-time home buyer and purchasing their first home. I can remember how excited the two of them were about the purchase of their new home, and not to mention their newly born son, who was being held by their father at the time. Life could not have been better for this couple. Things were looking up. However, roughly about two or three. Weeks after meeting with this young family, I received a call asking if I offered the family life insurance. And I said, yes, I did. And why you? Why did you ask? Well, Tony, certainly this is the fictitious name I'm using here, of course, was the victim of a mistaken identity, and he is no longer with us. As you can imagine, I was taken back being young to the profession and having just set in front of him two weeks prior. Not only did this mother have to deal with the loss of her life, loss of the life or her, the loss of her life partner and son's father, she also had to figure out how the family would function financially because at the time of visiting with me, they did not prioritize, although they did prioritize protecting the home with homeowner's insurance, they did not protect the very source that provided the income to cover the costs associated with the purchase. From then until now, I often consider how life changed for this family and and the added financial struggle and burden this family had had to endure as a result of this decision. No thinking ahead would not have changed this devastating outcome, but having a personal contingency plan in place and protection that life insurance offers would have softened the financial shock and blow. That's something I want you guys to think about as we begin to wrap up today's conversation and today's discussion. Have you considered the importance of having a personal contingency plan in place? Have I convinced you of the importance of why all families should consider contingency thinking and contingency planning currently as we have this discussion 50 million americans are living without adequate protection 11 million children are currently facing potential financial trouble over 30 million americans are living without life insurance protection at all so I want you to give me a call, 773-881-9555. If this conversation made any sense to you at all, I want you to consider visiting us online to get additional information about contingency planning, contingency thinking, and the importance of life insurance and life insurance protection www.m-tes.org I want to also remind 
each and every last one of you to continue to join us as we continue to read Napoleon Hills, Outwitting the Devil, The Secrets to Freedom and Success. We'll be wrapping up this book over the next month, so you still have time to join us. 773-881-9555. Schedule appointment to meet with me, to talk with me, to talk about contingency planning. Talk about your personal contingency plan and whether or not your family is properly protected. Join us as we continue to engage in many, meaningful conversations online. Meet us on Facebook, Mighty Dinosaur. Like our page. Also, want to remind you that we're actually over 100 likes. So, I want to thank each and every last one of you who've been sharing our various conversations. With your friends and family As we continue to Discuss Why contingency thinking and planning Should be considered by all families Hopefully I've done a Good job of convincing you Of the importance of contingency thinking And planning And that this is something that you will begin to think about And introduce to your respective families Also want to remind you that MTAS is an organization that encourages Reading and intellectual Enrichment we believe that there's two types of people, people who don't know and people who don't care. It's our role over here at MTAS to endeavor and ensure that you know and that you are prepared to take the necessary actions that will lead to adequately planning, contingency planning, and planning properly for your future. www.m-tas.org. Join us back here. Each and every Sunday, 5.30 Next Sunday we'll have another Interesting conversation I'll announce what that conversation Will be be about online this coming week And again We'll see you back next week www.m-tas.org The community we live in Is the community we create I am responsible You are responsible We are responsible Join the movement and we'll see you back next week. Continue to be good to your family and be good to yourself. Take care and thanks for listening. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.